Cameron and Jake are lifelong friends who love video games, movies, and all of nerd culture. Oh, Cam- Cameron, Cameron, stop. Hold on, hold on. Wait, what are you doing? Uh, I'm doing our intro. Well, Cameron, that's the old season intro. We need something new. Well, I can't think of anything. We have to improv every week, and I'm sick of it. Uh, oh, okay, how about this? <clears throat> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Region Unlock Season 2. Thank you for listening. How's that any better? Uh, it's not. (laughs) Welcome back, everyone, to part two of our Resident Evil 4 conversation. My name's Cameron. And I'm Jake. Jake, how's it going? Oh, as uh, as usual, Cameron, it's going quite well. I've been enjoying myself and the lovely city of Osaka. How about you? Uh, I've not been enjoying Osaka as much. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but no, things have been good. Been uh, just relaxing, playing some Assassin's Creed Odyssey, finally. Ah, nice. That's a pretty sweet game. Are you enjoying yeah. it? Yeah, I am. So, I just recently was able to get my hands on an RTX 3070 which is the next one of the next gen PC graphics cards which should put me a little bit above like the uh, the current you know the Xbox Series X and the PS5 when it comes mm-hmm. to graphics so I'm excited about that it was a pain in the butt to get all the RTX 30 series cards are they sell out in minutes if wow. if not less and then they're up on eBay for twice the price, which is ridiculous. So I'm Whoa. very curious. I, I obviously, you know, it's I got it well in the past at this point. It's November when I got it. Oh, I'll wow. bet there's. I well, I don't know if I'll bet. I wonder <laughs> if they've become any more available at this point when people are listening, because holy cow, they were hard to get get a hold of. I ended up buying a more expensive one than I wanted, and it came with. This kit of like a hundred, it was like a hundred and twenty dollar kit of RAM, and it was like a combo mm. pack because they're like, "Hey, people will buy stuff. We can offload this stuff we uh, can't get rid of by packaging it with what they do want." So luckily, I <laughs> uh, I did return that RAM, so I got almost all my money back, other than the shipping cost. So okay, not too bad. That's pretty cool though. Like that sounds amazing. Yeah, it's gorgeous, and I'm. You know, it's it's not being utilized to its full potential yet because I'm playing on this crappy 1080p just like office monitor. It's not a gaming monitor, but I have a huge 32 inch curved 2K TV coming in tomorrow or Ooh. gaming monitor, I should say. So I want to <laughs> see how it handles playing at 1440p and I am super excited and i'm also realizing uh 32 inches that's really big for a computer monitor i wonder how uh, <laughs> how that's actually going to be sitting right in front of it well you're, you're basically getting a computer tv at that point i mean yeah, let's be honest pretty much <laughs> well i mean it's it's also a good thing that you got the graphics card early on because if you didn't you'd have a chip on your shoulder get it uh yeah that was that was really bad (laughs) okay anyway uh no that sounds really awesome like that's that's a better setup than most people have as far as i know definitely it's it's a huge (laughs) waste of money 
but it's <laughs> it's it's fun. What's life without finding that thing to waste your money on? Exactly. So Assassin's Creed Odyssey, though, obviously I'm playing it well after it came out, um, mm-hmm. but I grabbed it on Black Friday for PC, pretty darn cheap, and I, I mostly I got it because I was really checking out Valhalla, and it's like, yeah, I want to play Valhalla, but I don't want to spend $60 right now. And I never played Odyssey, so I've heard amazing things about it. Let's finally jump in. And so far, so good. I'm like six hours in so far, and I can tell it's going to be just a huge, huge time sink. That, That world is real big, and there's so much to do and see, but... I'm I'm a little surprised because going I kind of resisted it for so long because I heard it was so much different from past Assassin's Creeds, mm-hmm. but I'd say really the only main difference is the fact that it's not in a city like a lot of the past ones are. It's more mm-hmm. open world, but the yeah. the stealth is still there, and I was afraid like the whole stealth and assassinations was was be gone, and it's not. Yeah. So I'm happy with it. That's awesome. Good. Yeah, I'm 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 glad that you finally picked that one up. Uh that was definitely one of my favorites, at least from the ones that I played. Uh Odyssey seemed like kind of an improvement over um Origins, and right now I'm seeing Valhalla as kind of an improvement over Odyssey. And okay. I feel like in in some ways Valhalla has kind of gone back to basics in some of the uh um like assassination elements and the uh, strategies you use in earlier games to yeah. assassinate people. Yeah, it's more like back to basics, but it still keeps that like extremely massive open world RPG feel of Odyssey uh, as well. But beautiful game. Uh, yeah. You can tell this game it was meant to be looked at <laughs> and like ogled <laughs> over. <laughs> but yeah. uh, that, that's what I'm enjoying about it right now. And I played way too long already. I spent <laughs> all day yesterday, almost literally all day playing it. And I shouldn't be admitting that, but I am. It's <laughs> a great many, game. <laughs> how many hours do you think you have? Oh gosh! <laughs> oh, at, at maybe twenty already. Okay. So, how, how far in do you think you are? Oh gosh, not very far in at all. With everything that's available, not very far in. Yeah. I just spent all my time nitpicking all the small things instead of like doing the main story. Like, ooh, there's a cave. Let's see what's in the cave. Yep. <laughs> oh, there's a treasure chest and a note inside the cave. Like, let's read it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a big time sink. Were we just talking about Black Flag last week? I think we were. Yes, we were. And yeah, I I sank so much time in that game, but I loved it. I loved it so much. So I'm very excited to keep enjoying Odyssey. Nice. Well, that's really great. I do have one more quick question. I yeah. know that this is kind of uh, off topic um, from what we were originally supposed to be talking about, but how personally does the uh, does the sailing element and the ship battles compare uh, for Black Flag and Odyssey for you? Like, how, how does that compare for you? Um, I'm not far enough in to decide on that. I've only had like three ship battles so far. So okay. I guess once it's like all upgraded and things like that, I'd nice. be able to say more, but I know cool I, I enjoyed it a lot in Black Flag, especially once you get it maxed out and just start wrecking ships, <laughs> but I don't know. So far, as I'm playing, it's like there's so much there's so much to do on land, 
in Odyssey, I don't want to go out to sea. I don't want to do that ship battle stuff. While in Black Flag, most of the game was at sea. So yeah, I I, I enjoyed it a lot. So now in Odyssey, I'm just like, uh, you know, a ship <laughs> quest? No, I, give me a guy to assassinate. I want to stay on land. So, <laughs> But again, I'm only six hours in. And <laughs> all Assassin's Creed games, as you know, the main title doesn't even roll until you're like five hours into the game. So <laughs> that's yeah, true. I'm pretty, pretty sure I was at five and a half hours when the main title finally came up. It's an Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Nice. You've got a whole world ahead of you. <laughs> yeah. All of Greece. All right. Yep. <laughs> so uh, what were we talking about again? Or what were we supposed to be talking about today? Resident Evil. All right, people. So last week we started talking about Resident Evil 4 and I think it was a fun conversation. But at the same time, I think we were all over the place. Hopefully it was fun to listen to, (laughs) but we we actually didn't cover all that we wanted. And I also don't like that we ended last week with just giving like a, a beat by beat retelling of the first part of the game, even though it mm-hmm. wasn't quite beat by beat because we kept getting things out of order and forgetting things. So today what we want to do is we have just a, a few talking points and then just a summary of the next two sections followed by just like, hey, these are the best parts of that section. Does that sound good to you, Jake? Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Okay. So the first thing I wanted to talk about unrelated to any section is just Ashley in general. Leave it to me, Leon. So, Ashley Graham, the president's daughter, you rescue her pretty early in the game, but she tags along throughout the rest of the game and at certain points gets kidnapped again and you get her back and she gets kidnapped again and it's all a big mess. Um, Mm -hmm. I've heard a lot of complaints about, you know, escorting her around in this game and and no one likes escort missions. They're a thing of the past. Mm Mm-hmm. But I've never really felt like they were escort missions because really she just kind of clings to your shoulder for the most part Mm -hmm. and is really just kind of an an extra health bar for you (laughs) where if if you might have got hit by something, she gets hit instead sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I guess what were your impressions of having her tag around? My my impressions were not as intense as what some people were saying, like you just said. Yeah, Uh, People were complaining. All my friends were complaining at the time. And when I played, I was confused, like thinking, wait, hold on. Is something supposed to happen to where this becomes like unbearably horrible? Because (laughs) escorting her is not really that bad. She's not like a nuisance. She doesn't go run off most of the time or get like stuck in a place. And I mean, that that almost never happens. And even when it does, it's like, just shoot the guy so that she gets dropped and she'll come right back to you. It's like, you don't have to be like holding her hand the whole time. Um, It's not that bad bad unless i right. guess you have no ammo and no weapons that would be kind of awful and really difficult but i guess this game throws <laughs> ammo at you it's yeah. ridiculous it almost shoots ammo at you <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but one thing that i was thinking is throughout this game you'll come across like dumpsters and you can say actually hide in the dumpster mm-hmm. and they're not that helpful for one I don't think there's that many where she can hide, but mm-hmm. she's invincible. You put her in there and it's not like she can be found. So there's no risk. You can just leave her in a dumpster 
Yeah. And then you just can't leave the area without getting her out of there. Uh-huh. And I was curious, is there any part of the game that you usually put her in a dumpster? Not that I've ever needed. The okay. option was always there, though. But yeah. I've never needed to. Yeah, the threat is never there. No, it's it's true. The only time I ever did was when I was scared, like having played the game for the first time, when I was like scared to go into a new area. So I'd be like, hide while I go investigate, that kind of thing. Yeah, that makes sense. The only part I ever put her in the dumpster is the Chainsaw Sisters. I'll just oh, th- throw her in that first one and then go clear out the camp and then get her back out. Wow. Other than that, okay. she's just a weird, I guess, kind of nuisance. Follows you around. <laughs> um, can't climb down ladders. Completely incapable of climbing down ladders. She can go up them, but it's much safer for her to jump down from the top and you catch her. Right? Well, that's true. <laughs> Even like the really tall ladders. She just jumps. She cannot climb down the ladders. <laughs> I just don't get what, What's the reason for that? I don't know. Let's see. I guess mostly so you're less tempted to try to like look up her skirt if she's since you're you'd be down on the ground while she's going up a ladder. Hey, what are you looking at? Oh, you pervert. That is that is true. I bet that's it. That, that's true. I mean, it could be because there's that thing where if you do and she's all like, you know, what are you doing? But uh, <laughs> the, the animators probably got lazy. That's probably why. We'll just go with that. Well, but she has an animation for climbing up a ladder. Couldn't they just reverse it? Oh, oh, now you've got a point. I've always got a point. It's true. It's true. (laughs) You're you're a lot better at getting points than uh, than me. Um, Right. Yeah. uh, Anyway, (laughs) they could have just done that, but there's there's Ashley Graham for you. You do get to play her at some point, though. Yeah, you do. And that's actually a pretty scary part in the game. It's it's very scary, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Like, she doesn't have any weapons. Right. So do you just you want to talk about that part? Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I could. Uh, <laughs> you, you know what you know what part I'm talking about, right? Yeah. In, in the castle. Okay. So at one point, uh, Leon and Ashley get separated. And Leon has to, like, kind of fend off the bad guys from catching her because she gets, like, uh, like, like, uh, um, like locked to a wall or something. Yeah. And then she has to um, navigate through the castle in a different section to get back to Leon. So at this point, she's got no weapons and basically no capabilities of even defending herself other than like a pushing motion, I think. Mm-hmm. She also just has a flashlight. So at this point, she's climbing through or uh, walking through different like quarters of the castle. And all she's got is a flashlight. And this is where like the true elements of this horror game kind of come out. Because... She has to basically do like a stealth mission, sneaking around the bad guys so that she can't like, you know, get caught by them because she's got no weapons. And then yeah, it gets but super you don't dark. have to be too sneaky because there's there's those lanterns you can throw at them, burn them alive. Yeah, yeah, that's true, but those aren't effective. Right, but that that's not the scary part. <laughs> no, this, the scary part is when it gets super dark. She enters into like a giant storage chamber or something some catacomb and it is basically a catacomb and there's like a maze you have to go through it's completely dark except for your flashlight so like all around you there's these like creepy cobwebs and uh like you know images and and uh suits of armor 
and these suits of armor will attack you. Right. And that's what makes it horrifying. And the only way that you can get out of the way is like by dodging the, the moves, but sometimes they'll just drop the axe or sometimes they'll stand up and actually walk towards you. Well, so that's okay. So that's the scary part. You solve a puzzle and get the key to get out of there. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's nothing but dark hallways behind you and that you have to go back. And then all of a sudden you start hearing the clanging of the, the suits of armor walking down the hallways and you know they're coming for you and you know you can do nothing about it. So you have to kind of lure them all into the room and then kind of try to run around them and then run down the hallways all the while. You know you can do nothing and you hear them still clanging down the hallway behind you. And that's that's terrifying. It is. Easily. I was freaked out, at least. <laughs> but that puzzle is pretty difficult. <laughs> It's like a shifting puzzle. It, it, well, okay, it's not difficult. It just takes a long time. Anyway, yeah. that's the only complaint that I have about that level or that part of the level. It's the puzzle. Okay. Let's let's talk about the castle or just kind of mm-hmm. summarize it. So after you clear the village, which we have talked about, uh, you come into this this big castle area, and it always kind of threw me off, where it's like, whoa, this giant medieval castle was right next to this village, and mm-hmm. we didn't see it at all. It's just kind <laughs> of a complete 180. I guess they're both mm-hmm. scary locations, but it's just funny, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, look, here's a castle. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but it's just like, okay, scary <laughs> village game. Where where was this castle? Okay, I guess we're in a medieval land now. <laughs> but the castle is run by this s- small little man called Ramon Salazar. Ah, Mr. Kennedy. That's That's what he says to you. He's yeah. got a funny voice. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little guy little wormy yeah. guy yeah and he's all like scarred and looks he's dressed like George Washington <laughs> and <laughs> there's a part where Leon calls him old man he's like old man I'm only 26 years old <laughs> yeah it's like, oh, true uh, that I, infection messes with you doesn't it I guess so <laughs> But every time him and Leon talk, Leon's just like, you. (laughs) He has no respect for him. He's not even scared of him. No, he's not. Anyway, the whole, I guess the whole castle region, you're just kind of having confrontations with him through dialogue and a few cutscenes where you run into him. An amazing Mm -hmm. cutscene where Leon throws his knife through the air and impales his hand to the wall. And he just like Mm. starts screaming. And it's so good. But that, that yeah. actually leads me to a part I don't think we talked about last week, and that's the quick time events in this game. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we did. But quick time events depth. weren't really a thing before this. Now, like I think this game kind of set something off where then a lot of games started putting quick time events mm-hmm. in. And if you're not sure what that is, basically you're watching a cutscene and then like a button prompt will come up on the screen real quick. And if you're not paying attention and you don't hit that button prompt in time, you die. And it's just like, whoa, I can't rest during these cutscenes. I'm a, hmm. that's, that's crazy. And it's, it's really cool. But that scene, you throw the knife, 
it impales Salazar's hand to the wall, and then his minion just takes that knife and chucks it at you, and so you gotta like press a button in time, or else you get stabbed by your own knife, mm. and you die. Yeah, interactive cutscenes makes the game even scarier. It I think is, of the future in two thousand four. <laughs> There's some pretty gruesome deaths if you're not quick enough. Mm, it's true. Lots of blood in this game. Yes. Yeah. So this castle is massive. Okay. Yeah. And it's cool because this castle's like uh, you backtrack it most of the time, and in order to get around, you've got like this monorail system, right? Yeah. That's Do you true. remember that? Mm-hmm. So for that reason, I always loved this castle. I think it was probably my favorite part of the game just because you could travel around it. And I think it looks kind of pretty, to be honest, you know, aside from the creepy parts and the nasties <laughs> and stuff. But I think this castle is kind of cool just to explore. But that's just yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Castle is absolutely my favorite part in this game. I think it's just got the most, uh, I guess, like cool set pieces that happen there. And... Mm-hmm. It might be like the bigger chunk of the game that it takes up, but yeah, just like cool scenes, cool enemies that you fight, or I guess scary enemies that you fight. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is it? Is there anything else you would add to the summary, I guess, the story beats that happen here? Story beats that happen here are... Is there really even much story to even say here <laughs> in, in the just... game as a whole? It's Aside just, from just like encountering Salazar and uh, Sadler, keeping Ashley safe, right? Yeah, the whole <laughs> game is just they're trying. They've infected Ashley and you, so you're trying to find a cure and kill the bad guys, and they want to send her back home to infect everyone. That's that, true. That's pretty much it. So, <laughs> any any real interactions you have are just <laughs> I don't know, just dialogue for the fun of it. Well, also, you get to meet Ada again in this part of the game. Oh, okay. Let's talk about the maze. Yes, the maze. The hedge maze. Yeah. It's scary. You've got, like, infected creatures or dogs, I mean. Yeah, wolves with tentacles coming out of their backs. Yeah, so imagine being just, you know, trapped in a giant hedge maze with those things chasing you. That's that's basically what it is. But after it, you get to meet Ada, who is a character from previous resident evil games right and she's now a key in the story yeah i don't remember her story she's trying to get a sample of the virus too or something for wesker or something Mm -hmm. yeah that is basically it so yep her and leon have a past but now they've got conflict of interest well they always have if you've played resident evil 2 same deal they're all oh dang liking each other but she's trying to get the g-virus and he's trying to destroy it it's it's all a mess oh dang that's like a soap opera not really (laughs) i can't think of a soap opera that has that premise but anyway dude soap operas have so many random premises i'm sure it's there (laughs) probably somewhere (laughs) but aside from her i can't think of anything else story wise that's important other than the fact that the castle is a big place that you explore and kill things in yeah. Uh, let me just, I'm going to give you the parts that stand out to me. I remember there's a part where you drop down into a sewer mm-hmm. and there's these invisible bugs in the sewer, these giant bugs. And I remember playing this with Jason and dropped down into that sewer and saw like just 
the splashing of water where an invisible bug was and just go, nope. Just hand him the controller. Like, not doing this. <laughs> not fighting invisible bugs. <laughs> I remember that part. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. But those things drop those gems. That's true. So, and those things do make for some nice, you know, cash. Exactly. When you sell them. But, yep, I remember that part. It is creepy. I didn't even think about that. Cool. <laughs> What, what what all parts do you remember from the, from the castle? I have a whole list here. I should probably you- narrow it down a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I remember the part where you go into this giant, like almost like cathedral, like um, gallery place. Okay. And you go back to it and there's all these, uh, you know, zealots or whatever doing this ritual, like in the middle of it. Do you remember uh-huh. this part? Yeah. But... Like, as soon as you start shooting at them, because they can't see you, they all start scattering. But if you kill them all, like, at once, they drop a ton of loot. And it's the only time you'll ever see this. Oh, yeah. If you have, like, a um, rocket launcher, you can kill them all at once and just pick up insane amounts of loot. I was just threw a grenade down there. Oh, you can use a grenade, too? Yeah. Oh, that's so much easier. <laughs> yeah. Wow, than spending 20000 bucks on a, on a rocket launcher. Yeah, rocket launchers well, only have one shot. You don't don't blow it on that. It's true. It it's true. I guess you could make your money back though. Yeah, that's not uh, really progress. <laughs> no, no, it's spending not spending twenty thousand just to make it back. But that's that's good that you told me this because <laughs> now when I play it again sometime in the far future, I can do that. <laughs> okay. What yeah, else? Yeah. So. Uh, for me, I also remember, well, I put down the monorail, but I already talked about the monorail because it was so cool. Had to bring it up early on. Uh, the giant so cool. cogwheel. <laughs> There's like a giant cogwheel platform that moves over lava to get uh-huh. you to the new part. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, what is this place? Why so does random. this exist? Why is there so much lava in this <laughs> castle? For one, this game is just so hilariously video gamey at times. <laughs> Yeah, yeah you're on there's this no practical need platform that like rolls over this gear track uh-huh. just to a to a room filled with lava and there's these giant dragon gargoyles that drop down and breathe fire on you and it's like what what is the purpose of this room like there's no, really there's like this spinning cage in the middle you have to jump through got to do a little timing to jump through that spinning circle no kidding it makes no sense whatsoever I mean, it almost is like a Legend of Zelda type level. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it really is. But it's not. It's just very video gamey, like you said. Do you remember the shooting gallery? So I I never do the shooting galleries. I'm just not good enough or I don't care enough because <laughs> so the shooting galleries, every once in a while you'll find a, a special merchant that has a side door where you can go into a shooting gallery yeah, you do well, you earn bottle caps, which are, mm-hmm. they're basically just character models that you, mm-hmm. that make little sound bites when you, yep. when you click on them. Yeah. In my last playthrough, I did try them a few times because I was playing on PC and I would switch to the mouse to do that because it's like, oh, I'm standing in place. I can easily just like pull off some sweet shots with my mm-hmm. mouse and it was okay. Okay. Wasn't really worth it. Gotcha. Okay. What about you? Um, well, the shooting gallery, you, you get introduced to it in the castle. 
And yeah. I had I had a lot of fun with it. There was a point when I tried to collect all the bottle caps, just to say that I had them. Right. Even though that was a thing before there were achievements or anything like that, but I enjoyed it for the most part. I think the first part of this entire game, like the first time I ever saw this game was in the castle. And it was actually when you turned it on for me once. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, you talked about Resident Evil 4 and how awesome of a game it was. And you told me so many cool stories to this point. So when you loaded it up, it started off in like, I think, oh, I, I think it's after uh, you fall down like the, that giant pit when uh, Salazar knocks you down the giant pit or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you come to and there's like a traitor or something. Yeah, was, the, was the merchant's it? down there. Why is okay. the merchant at the bottom of a spike pit? Well, because he has a little bike that he rides. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, but what customers is he hoping to pick up at the bottom of a spike pit? <laughs> I'll tell you, maybe he's part of like a giant pyramid scheme for merchants in horror lands. I guess. I mean, it worked out. He, it did. he made some business. It, but that was the first image that I ever saw of this game. So then I just watched you play it from then then on and i was like hey this game's cool <laughs> it is so that part is something that's ingrained in my memory when i started playing this game again not too long ago i was playing it on pc so first off let me say playing this on pc was awesome because load times with an SSD hard drive are so <laughs> stinking fast. And so, you know, throughout this game, there are like these loading checkpoints where the doors have green text. Mm -hmm. And as you go through those doors, it kind of goes through a little loading screen. Mm -hmm. I would on PC, I would load through those doors so fast that I would actually go through those faster than opening a normal door. Like, Oh, in the time wow. it takes to kick a door open, I was already loaded through those green doors. Holy like, cow. Technology is no awesome. I'm kidding. Yeah, that <laughs> is. <laughs> but it was right about this point. I'm like, hey, I should start taking notes for the podcast about funny things that stand out. And so the first thing I wrote down is there's the room where you come in and there's just this giant statue of Salazar. Uh-huh. And... It's massive. It's like three stories tall. And the first thing I said is like, this is going to chase me for sure. <laughs> it's going to move, right? Yeah, I think it was spoiled. That might have been in the trailer for the game originally. Okay. But it's just funny. You solve this puzzle based off him. And then as you're starting to leave, the whole thing just like breaks free and starts chasing you down this long aisleway to the escape. <laughs> it's just like, oh my gosh, this game is so ridiculous. And it's just chasing you. It's knocking the place down. Pillars are falling and you've got to hit. Uh, no, yeah, this is all the quick time events. So you're spamming yep. A as fast as you can. And then you got to hit like right trigger, dodge that one, left trigger. And then you uh, finally run out the door. It busts through the wall and then just like falls off into the abyss outside of the castle. Oh, of course, because there's an abyss right outside the castle. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's amazing. It's so ridiculous. It is. The next note I, par I put, again, talking about how video gamey this game is, you come into this room where it's just kind of a big spiral all the way to the top, and 
there is an enemy dropping barrels from the top. And it's like, oh my gosh, this just became straight up Donkey Kong. So that he's dropping these giant <laughs> barrels and they're just like rolling down the, the perimeter of the room and you got to keep dodging these. <laughs> it's just like, what is this? Why is this so silly? Oh, because it has to, it has to be. It's, it's a Japanese video game. <laughs> it's got to be goofy. It can't be realistic. Yeah, you're, you're right. No, that that's funny though. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, before we talk about this... Oh, I guess there's two boss fights here that I want to talk mm. about. Yes. The Verduga and Salazar himself. Mm. All right. Well, do you want to tell us about Verduga? Well, other than the fact that he's really difficult to beat, that's really all I remember about him, to be honest. Okay. Like, okay. So he attacks you because he like chases after you. He, he's originally... <laughs> right? uh, well, okay, so he's Salazar's, like, one of Salazar's bodyguards. Yeah. And this thing is, like, I, I can't even explain it. Like, this bug dude who's super fast and doesn't die unless you really, really damage it. Yeah. But, like, you don't even have to kill it, to be honest. Right. So that's what's really fun about this fight is, first off, it's terrifying. You have to power up an elevator, and then you have to wait for the elevator to show up. So basically you can just outlive him where you just mm -hmm. wait and dodge him until the elevator shows up. But if you have stockpiled your ammo, there are these nitrous canisters around the fight. So he gets too close. You knock down a canister it like freezes him and then you unload and you, you need to do it like five times. I want to say, but when you finally kill him, he drops like the crown jewel, which you can then socket into the crown, which mm -hmm. makes the crown more valuable when you sell it to the merchant. Yes. Which is pretty sweet. Yeah. I think it's the most valuable item in the game. Yeah. Whatever he, well, once you've fully assembled the crown, I think yeah. that crown is the most valuable. Yes. Yes, it is. So then boss number two is Salazar himself. Yes. And this is a very, like you were talking about video gamey fights. Okay, how so? <laughs> okay, so, okay, where do you think it takes place? In the highest tower, in the last room, in the furthest part of the castle, right? Sure. Because, of course. No, that's. Yes. <laughs> and uh, you're right there, and Salazar and his remaining bodyguard get sucked into this gigantic, you know, Las Plaga thing, like a like a tentacle monster on yeah, the, what on the roof or that? the ceiling or whatever. It's it, it's a video game. That's that's what it is. <laughs> it's just like this giant virus pod. Yeah, basically, like something from a sci-fi movie. So sure. then these tentacles suck both of them up, and you know Salazar is laughing like a little maniac, of course. And then in like a period of five seconds, he gets transformed from a human to like a to like an alien, basically. Um, yeah, th this this boss fight is pretty straightforward. You just shoot at him when he gets revealed, when uh, yeah. when Salazar gets revealed, and then he dies. But oh, does he? Yeah, weird that that's how the fight ends. <laughs> that's how the fight ends. Okay, I don't remember ever doing this fight without like a souped up cheat gun, because he will die in literally one hit if you have a maxed out uh, hand cannon. You can have the hand cannon before that. No, you, you can't. On. But I don't. I don't remember fighting him before oh, getting the hand cannon. You don't remember like your first time fighting him. Is that what nope. you're saying? 
Not at okay. all. So this is an interesting fight. So like Jake said, him and, and his second bodyguard, they get like fused together, basically. And so the main boss is really like the second bodyguard. He's all warped and massive, and it's just this giant head sticking out of the wall and some tentacles. Like you shoot the tentacles, you shoot you shoot his big eye, and then you damage him enough, and then like on its back, Salazar pops out, and then you unload on Salazar. Mm-hmm. And I do remember the first time doing this fight, it took forever. It took so long to beat him. But the way I've always done it since, and you can do this on any playthrough, you don't need to have the hand cannon or anything. About midway through the castle, there is a glass case that has a rocket launcher in it. Hmm. And you pick up that rocket launcher, and it's a bit of a, a sacrifice because it takes up a huge amount of space in your inventory and you just got to carry it. You carry that rocket launcher all the way to that fight. And Mm -hmm. then the moment Salazar reveals himself, you just one shot him with that rocket launcher. Whoa. Yeah. Dramatic ending. There's, there's more I'd like to talk about, but let's just jump to the last chapter of the game, which takes place on this military island, because Ashley got taken there on a boat. And of course. At this point, the game gets a little more just like action-y and mm-hmm. not as scary. You're just fighting, I guess, these military guys, and there's like this big one who jumps in with a chain gun. He's kind of the equivalent of like Dr. Salvador but Mm -hmm. the island version. Mm -hmm. There's a few awesome moments that really stand out here. I like to talk about the, like the research areas. Okay. And when you get, uh, oh, when when you get to start fighting the regenerator. Oh my gosh. Those (laughs) things are terrifying always and forever. They will never not be terrifying. (laughs) I don't care what items you have. You can one shot them and they will still scare you. I think it's like the strange music that plays and the strange noise that they make and like just everything about them, the way they move, the music that plays um, with them and the noises they make just makes them different from anything else in the game. Yeah. And they're they're always natural. They're thrown in at points where you don't have many areas to escape, like, like a hallway where it just comes at you and you have to deal with it. Yeah. It's pretty much you're at a dead end and they're just cornering you. Yeah, basically. And those things suck because to kill them, they they actually have like five viruses within them. Mm-hmm. So you have to use your heat scope to like pinpoint each virus in its body. Mm-hmm. And there's the, I think they're called the Iron Maiden ones. Where yes. And they are covered in spikes. And they will mm-hmm. just, if you get too close, they will just grab you, pull you in for a death hug and mm-hmm. impale you on all their spikes but then the tough part about the, those is that they have, like, a virus hidden on their back. So you have to, like, shoot its legs out so it mm-hmm. falls on the ground. But then once it's on the ground, it starts just, like, squirming at you without its uh-huh. legs and will leap off the ground and latch onto your neck. But you have to do that. You have to get them down on the ground so you can see the virus on its back. And, oh, I hate them. But I love how much they scare me. <laughs> That's... One of the great scares of this game. Yep. That's for sure. You, you can defeat them without a heat scope. You'll just True. be wasting a lot of ammo and you have to guess. And it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a crapshoot. 
yeah, the regenerators are really scary. And I, I don't know. I, I like the atmosphere of this place because you can start to tell and feel like it's getting to be the end of the game. Like the climax is coming, basically. Okay. And that's because you're always hearing from Lord Sadler. At least that's the impression that I got. Yeah, so, no, I get that. Yeah, there's kind of just this cool aesthetic about this uh, this part of the game. I wouldn't say it's as memorable as the castle for me. Yeah, I I agree. <laughs> the next point I wrote down in my notes was trash crane. So again, another part I thought it was just hilarious. You uh, overlook this trash area, and you can just take controls of this claw, and you can just grab enemies and drop them <laughs> into the dumpster. And again, it's like this game. What on earth? It's so silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's true, but it makes it great. And then there's that point where Mike, the helicopter man, comes in and helps you, which is great oh, and all. Okay, well, let's talk about Mike, but also I've got two things before that. Okay. Uh, there's the boss fight with It, and It is terrifying. Hmm. It, he is cornering you in these floating shipping containers. So, like, once again, what is this area? Why is it here? Why are these shipping containers, like, floating over the abyss? But you have to kind of solve a puzzle running from it. And it's like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like this human centipede centaur scorpion type creature. But that doesn't even that doesn't even sound like out of place in this game. Like, oh, <laughs> That's the thing. Just, so, just another. <laughs> just this this game in general. The boss fights are so good and crazy. I remember when a review of this game came out back in the day. It was described as every boss fight could be the final boss of any other game, mm. and it's so true. They're just yeah. they're all terrifying and over the top. Mm -hmm. Where they they really could be the final boss to any other game. And there's like a system to beat each one. It's like a cinematic kind of experience. And then yeah. there's the quick time events often associated with them like midway. Yeah. So you're right. I like that point. It's true though. The boss fights in this game are great, but the creatures and the bosses themselves, th there's no point to them. <laughs> like right. why do they look like this? <laughs> Very. <laughs> well, it's just, it's the parasite, how it's taken over them and mutated them in weird ways. Cause I think every boss was once human. Hmm. Okay. All right. But, I, I can I can dig that. <laughs> but anyway, so the next thing I want to talk about is Krauser. Mm. Jack Krauser is this other human guy who Leon knows. But I I've always kind of hated this because it's just like who who is this guy? How do they know each other? Mm -hmm. I don't understand the relationship, um, especially now because I've played Resident Evil Two, and that's the only other game Leon's in and Krauser's not uh -huh. in that. So I don't know where Krauser fits into the story before resident evil four, hmm. but uh, apparently yeah, he, know. he was also an agent, but he's also uh, he's a double agent and kind of orchestrated the kidnapping of Ashley, I believe. Mm -hmm. But anyway, there's an awesome moment with him with some quick time events. And then you have a boss fight with him where he's got this giant mutant arm that he tries to stab you with. Let's hope he doesn't stab you. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so Kra- Krauser was not very memorable for me for the reasons you just talked about. <laughs> yeah, because just the whole time it's like, what? Who is this? Yeah, he's cool and all, but yeah. So, so tell us about Mike. Hey, it's about time. Sorry, bad traffic. I'll cover you. Mike, the helicopter guy? Yeah. Well, when you're getting towards the very end, this helicopter from the U.S. government shows up, and it's equipped with some super awesome Gatling guns, and it's piloted by Mike. (laughs) <laughs> and he's this cool guy and they have like this conversation on their radio as you're getting through mike will like shoot anything down in your way which is Take amazing cover. yeah because <laughs> you know he'll shoot you too uh but <laughs> by accident but it, he gets shut down eventually and then leon is very melodramatic mike mike oh, <laughs> i will avenge you something like that it has that vibe to it but definitely Thanks. When we get out of here, drinks are on me. Yeah! Hey, I know a good bar! Mike! And he's got some of this awful phoned-in dialogue that we we were listening to before we started. It was just like, (laughs) Name's Mike. Now that's what I call backup. The name is Mike. You're looking for firepower, you come to the right place. My, my favorite part I wrote down is where Mike sneaks up in his silent stealth chopper and like knocks down a water tower. Like all the enemies turn around because they like hear the water tower creaking and see there's just a helicopter that has snuck up behind them and is like slowly pushing this water tower over. and it's like that's what on earth how did that just sneak up on them well he he had silent mode on you know oh (laughs) because you can do that in video games yeah silent mode (laughs) a silenced helicopter isn't that great it is great so anyway we're pretty much at the end at this point Hmm. any other final things you want to talk about before the fight with Sadler Mm, nope I'm good. <laughs> okay. So we encounter Sadler on the on the roof of something near the sea. Mm-hmm. And he's always had some weird powers as you've encountered him throughout the game. And he has this tentacle, this stabby tentacle that will come out from under his robe and stab people. But this time he just like this giant eye comes out of his mouth and then this huge four-legged creature just kind of explodes out of his head to where the whole time you're fighting it, it's stomping around. His body's just kind of dragging below him. As I'm describing all this, it sounds disgusting. Like, I can't believe we played this game. But in the moment, it's it's not, I guess. In the moment, it fits with the narrative of all the other bosses, so it's like, whatever. Disgusting and creepy and weird. Right, because the whole game is just so over the top that it doesn't phase you. Mm-hmm. You're just so desensitized to it. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> You've accepted this other world that's not really yeah. realistic. <laughs> but anyway, he's actually a pretty easy boss fight. You can smack him with a crane a few times. You just 
pop him in the his knees have eyeballs on them, so you just pop those eyeballs and then Oh, actually good strategy last time I was doing this is you hit his eyeballs a few times and then like you aim for the center eye. Mm-hmm. And it's just a little quick time event where you can run up and knife him in the eye. But oh, snap. instead of instead of running up and doing the knife, I would just pull out my broken butterfly and directly shoot him. Ooh, okay. Right in the eye. And that that speeds it up significantly. Nice. And then eventually Ada flies by in the helicopter, tosses you a special red rocket launcher. Mm. And then from there, you just one shot him with that rocket launcher. Nice. But wait, it's not over. (gasps) What? What happens next, Jake? Oh, my gosh. Well, I believe there is a chase scene. Who's chasing you? Well, of course, the explosion from the island. Oh, okay. (laughs) Explosion chase. Yeah, explosion chase. So you get on this jet ski with Ashley, and because Ada is not entirely bad, she has left you with a key to the jet ski. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And so you have to be on this jet ski and get out of the island area as it's exploding and coming apart. And you've got to dodge, like, obstacles while going down this giant, like, thing. A channel Tunnel. or ch- uh, yeah, yeah. D- but anyway, yeah. <laughs> Once you escape, that is the virtual end of the game, except for a final cutscene. But yeah, that is the exhilarating point of the game when you are like, oh my gosh, is it finally over? Oh wait, it's not. I can still die. Yeah, that's true. That's the gist of the game right there. If you make it out alive, you have beat the game, and then you can pat yourself on the back. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Resident Evil 4, what a, what a good game. Yeah. I don't know how many times I've played through this game um, because it's it's very replayable. You can immediately dive back in mm-hmm. in New Game Plus where you keep all your weapons and you can continue to upgrade and get new ones. There's even mm-hmm. some new missions where you can play as Ada and see what she was doing throughout the game. But yeah, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, you've got that uh, that option, or at least a few options, and there is some good incentive to replay this game a few times, like you just said, with the weapons and the different things that you can save up for to purchase that are too expensive on your first playthrough. And also because of just the diversity of the scenery. Everything looks so different and so unique and so cool. And these graphics for the time are incredible. Like, look at the yeah. amount of detail and like the polish on everything. Like, this is easily one of the best, if not the best-looking game of the time. And I think that just goes so well with what I was saying about the the GameCube, Xbox, PS2 generation, Mm -hmm. is it hit a point where controls were good, graphics were fine, and I guess the only thing left was gameplay. And so Mm -hmm. there's so many games that have great gameplay, and you can go back and play them, and the controller... And the graphics aren't going to bother you mm-hmm. just because you immediately just kind of get over it and you just have fun. Like you can keep playing this game over and over again today. Yeah, it's true. I mean, that's part of why it's been put out on every console ever. Yep, you're absolutely right. I would happily play it again in a heartbeat if I had the option to. I've seen Biohazard on sale here, Biohazard 4, which is the Japanese yeah. name for this game. Yeah. And, um, I was so tempted to buy it, but 
I just thought, no, do I really need this game again? But something kind of cool, I talked about the Biohazard game series with a couple of my Japanese students who've played them. And they were surprised to hear that they're called Resident Evil in America. And they asked why. And I honestly said, I don't know. Maybe because that title just sounds more, you know, demonic and like foreboding to an American audience. But, But anyway, he said that Resident Evil 4 was his favorite of all of them. Oh, absolutely. And there's a, a remake coming out, or a rumored remake of that game. Oh, nice. And uh, there's also a rumor of like a VR version, so... Ooh, nice. That's, that's interesting. Cool. That is really cool. Like an Oculus type thing? Yeah. Oh, snap. That sounds amazing. That'll make the game even easier than it already is. Like Yeah, maybe, because <laughs> your pinpoint aim. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to look up why it's called Resident Evil. I'm just going to read this. Okay. Uh, this was Chris Kramer of Capcom said, In late 1994, Capcom Entertainment in the U.S. was starting to ramp up marketing plans for the game that would eventually become known as Resident Evil in the U.S. Capcom Japan had let us know that the name was going to be Biohazard in Japan, but I pointed out to the person who ran marketing at the time, that this would be next to impossible for Capcom to register the name in the U.S. As an example, I pointed out a crappy DOS-based game had just come out in the U.S. called Biohazard, not to Mm. mention the New York hardcore band of the same name, and that we'd never be able to secure the mark. As a result, the head head of marketing held a company-wide contest to come up with a new name for the game. Huh. And they settled on Resident Evil. (laughs) The winner of that competition was Resident Evil, of course, being a pun on the fact that the game was set in a mansion. For the record, Kramer voted against it, saying the name was super cheesy. But (laughs) so were these games, so I guess it worked out. (laughs) So is the dialogue, so is everything. It's just, it's interesting how, like, this game is focused on, like, the natural world. There's no, like, supernatural elements. So it's called Resident Evil. But yeah, it doesn't. It's not like demonic. Yeah, or, it's just, it's all like plagues and messed up biological. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. Hmm. But it's funny. So they actually used that name better, I'd say, in Resident Evil Seven, because which I've not played because Resident Evil Seven looks too scary and gross for me. Hmm. But it's called Resident Evil Seven colon Biohazard, and then in Japan it's called Biohazard Seven colon Resident Evil. Oh, <laughs> I like that. That's cool. And I think that one makes more sense for Seven because you are in like this terrible, evil house. They're okay. being pursued by its residents. So anyway. Yikes. If you could pick your number one favorite boss fight from this game, what's it? what is it? Oh, my number one favorite boss fights. Oh, snap. Uh, I would have to say Dr. Salvador, even though he's not a real boss, but he was just so memorable for me. And at the time when you have like no ammo and no good weapons, he is very, very difficult. That's true. It is. It's always terrifying when you hear that chainsaw rev up. Hmm. Yeah. That or, or him or El Gigante, I think. Yeah, also iconic, which we completely glossed over. Did not talk about those. <laughs> so I've, I said my favorite boss fight 
isn't, I guess it's not technically a boss fight, but it is the quick time fight with Krauser. Oh, snap. Is this very intense cutscene knife fight between uh-huh. Leon and Krauser. And it goes on for quite a long time. And there's a lot of dodges and quick time events where you can die at any time and have to start the thing over again. So you got to like get like 10 perfect button presses. And Yikes. I was so mad because last time I played through this game, that was the only time I died in my whole playthrough oh. because I wasn't paying attention. And there's the part where he jumps down on top of you and is uh-huh. pushing your own knife towards your chest and you're trying to push up against him. Oh. I wasn't paying attention and I was spamming the wrong button on my controller. Oh, snap. And oh. He, he stabbed me. It's like, no, I can't, I can't believe that's my one death because I was looking at the wrong button. Oh, that's rough, man. <laughs> but it's an honest oh, mistake. Well. Yeah, well, now I got to play it over again. Can't believe well, it. There you go. Just re-experience the awesomeness over again. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> let's wrap up our uh, awesome talk of Resident Evil 4. It was an awesome game. Go play it if you haven't. Yes. Because it's awesome. Indeed. And it's creepy. Oh, yeah. And biological. <laughs> yes, it is. It's very hazardous. <laughs> and even though we've spoiled it all, it doesn't matter. It's still great. <laughs> so, my name's Cameron. And I'm Jake. Have an awesome nerdy week. Minasan, sayonara. <laughs>